Oh, welcome back to Made You Listen. It's a second podcast apart from our real podcast. This ain't a scene, it's a podcast. Oh. I'm Carson Pace. Uh, who am I? Daniel Hodston. I'm Daniel Hodston. Uh, I'm Dawson. Uh, he, him pronouns, as usual. You listen to this podcast and you're subscribed to the Patreon. You know that already. You know that already, but this isn't on Patreon. This is on the main feed because <gasps> we're backlogging and we thought we'd give you a taste of what the Patreon episodes will be like. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just uh, Dawson spins a wheel. I spin a wheel. Each wheel has 10 albums on it that we want the other to listen to. Uh, Dawson spun his wheel last week and I got Wonder by Shawn Mendes. Mm-hmm. And, uh, a good album. I spun my wheel this week and... Uh, I got um, Good Old Low Country by Envy on the Coast, wow. a record I recently discovered mm-hmm. that I've been uh, pretty fucking obsessed with. Yeah. Um, I'm pretty hooked on it. Um, what did we do last time? You kind of gave me your thoughts just initially. Yeah, um, and you asked me uh, why I had you listen to that Sean Mendes okay, album. Okay, yeah. So uh, why did you have me listen to this, uh, this Envy, Envy on, the, on Coast the Coast album? album? Um, well, you, I, you forgot their band name right now, so I assume you liked <laughs> it a lot. Um, it's just a weird band name. It is a strange band name. Uh, I, I like it. I like it as a band name, though. I think it's cool. I think yeah. it's. I think it's got some qualities to it that it's like. They kind of. They. Uh, I don't know if we've ever talked about this on the show. They kind of earn their band name. Yeah. Uh, like, like, for example, like "Bring Me the Horizon" is I don't think like a good band name, mm-hmm. but they've kind of earned it at this point where it's like, oh yeah, they've kind of like, like they are that band and that is what that name sounds like. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, and I think Envy Envy does that in a in a pretty good way where it's like you don't you see that title and you're like this is either going to be very heavy or very much something else and it's yeah. it's very much something else. Um, I had you listen to this record because, um, to me, it feels like a bit of a forgotten gem mm-hmm. of its time. Um, it also feels kind of timeless in this space where, like, if you were playing it in the car and it was the first time I had heard it and you told me it came out yesterday, I would believe you. Mm-hmm. And uh, if you told me it came out in, like, 1999, I would believe you also. Mm. Um it's got this weird, like, I don't want to say Southern quality to it, but um, that's, like, the best word I can use for it. Like, it's a little twangy. It, um, southern is definitely a good word for it. Southern's definitely a good word for it. Um, it's, I, I think the hooks are so uh, different from a lot of the bands that were doing this kind of, like, um, you know, singy post-hardcore sound that didn't really have like tappy guitar there's still like some technical guitar work here and there Mm -hmm. but um like there was just no band that was really doing this at the time um and i honestly think that might have hurt it a little bit Mm. um it's it's very strange at certain points and it's very uh I, I don't I don't know like there's just nothing I can really compare it to there's mm-hmm. not a, another band that I can like throw this to as a reference um there's just 
it's doing different things that a band of this era that has a singer like they do mm-hmm. um you know that like kind of like very soulful post hardcore um singer and I, I think he sounds a lot like Daryl Palumbo from Glassjaw but mm-hmm. uh yeah i mean there just wasn't really a band of their ilk doing it and uh, i mean I, I i think i just want your thoughts on it because i've been obsessed with it it's kind of been the only record i can like really really like listen to consistently for the last like two months or so Mm. and um i think i just want an excuse to talk to another person about (laughs) it (laughs) yeah so there there you go that's why i had you listen to this to this album yeah um this is a very interesting record um just like just off the top i like this album cool um cool it's like i i agree with uh your assessment that there's not really a lot out there like it and there is no following for this band like at all like, uh that's that's not true that... like compared to like for for the the quality that this record is and like um the amount of things that it does you would expect it to have a lot yeah more like notoriety. a lot of like reverence yeah yeah but like this this thing um I, I expected there to be like some kind of discussion on rate your music about it but there's only two reviews on the entire really? album wow page. okay um one of them is a, is like a one-liner from the time that it came out where he was like disappointed with this record because he saw them live like the week before <laughs> and then this album came out and he was like they sound confused which i don't it, yeah understand that criticism uh, well, the difference between this record and the record that comes before it, I mean, like it is a pretty big sonic difference, but also I feel like this record feels very focused into what it mm-hmm. wants to do. So. Yeah, this is um, like, if I didn't know otherwise, I would have assumed that the record they put out before this also sounded like this. No, no. Um, but it's, um, I've been kind of trying to like decipher it. Um, okay. Like I've listened to it as many times as I could in the past like day or so. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's like, there's a lot of confounding elements about it. Sure. Yeah. One, uh, very Southern, Southern rock album. Yeah. Uh, band is from New York. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Which is so confusing to me. I thought for sure, like the only reason I was like, not completely certain that these guys were from the South in some capacity was that the singer kind of sounds like he's from New Jersey. Yeah. And I was like, all right, that's a little strange. And I looked it up, and he's from fucking New York. Long Island, yeah. (laughs) A Long Island band making music like this. I should also point out that he plays, he sings on this record, but they did not have a drummer at the time. Oh, really? So he just played, that's that's the singer also drumming on this record. Oh, that's really cool. The singer Ryan also drumming. They made this record as a two-piece. Wow. Guitar player and singer. Um, it sounds playing every instrument so full. Uh, yeah, it really does. It really does. It's impressive. It's, it's impressive as shit. It's like um, the the difficult thing about talking about this record in general is that there is since there's not a lot out there that mm-hmm. I've heard that sounds like it. You kind of just have to like believe me <laughs> yeah. when I tell you that it's good, um, and like that it's very unique. It's it's like cowboy rock. Is what it sounds like. That that I could also like. 
It sounds like some shit that would play at like a saloon if those were still around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like there's like some like there's like some tremolo that like you know you would hear in like a western or something like that. Yeah. To me, it almost sounds like they're scoring a western movie, and then this really really good singer just happens to be in place of uh, dialogue that's like. There are two types of people in this world. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, and like, it, even that comparison is not perfect because when when you say like it sounds like a western or sounds like a cowboy movie or whatever, a lot of people generally think of like uh, just like kind of sparse um, instrumentation, like yeah. very atmospheric, or like a mariachi band. Yeah, sure. Um, <laughs> which this record is neither. <laughs> yeah, neither. It's neither, it's yeah. like if. Um, I think the the best way that I can describe it is like if MCR did Hang 'em High for an entire album. <laughs> yeah. It's it's like yeah. that. Um the beginning of Hang 'em High. Yeah, just yeah, the beginning cuz the rest of, of it is just like high. normal yeah. uh MCR What type else are shit. what else are you trying to decipher about it? It's like um you you also mentioned how the the choruses are like different from other post-hardcore yeah. typical of this era yeah. and that is also true it's very true like yeah. they're just but they're also catchy um so catchy the, like, the closest thing i can like uh head first in the river is mm-hmm. like the one song where i'm like okay like this could kind of be a song that i would have heard from this era yeah but at the same time like not really yeah yeah and like they're very very catchy. Yeah. Clean of You's um, chorus is oh my god, what a song! F- like, first off, Clean of You is an incredible closer. Honestly, so so good. And the chorus is like it's so aggressive and uh-huh. catchy. Yeah. And there's he, like he's not it, singing for half of it. No, <laughs> it works so well. <laughs> it's so awesome. Like, which is so crazy because like you hear how good this vocalist is on the first mm-hmm. song and. Yeah. You hear that, like the last song, he's not really singing on half of it, and you're like, "Oh, that yeah. must be the worst song on the record." You could not be further from the truth. Yeah, yeah, that might be the best one. I think it's it's between the that one. For me, the the strongest song is between "Clean of You" uh, and uh, "Like I Do." Mm-hmm. Those are my picks too. Um, I also love Puritan Dirt song. Oh my yeah. god, what a cool song! What Pure, a cool that song. one's all right to me, simply because like. It's the most cowboy on the whole record. Oh, definitely, yeah. Um, you don't think a Great American T-shirt racket is the is the most cowboy? Well, they say the word T-shirt in it, which About is a million pretty not times. cowboy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I don't sure. think they knew what that term was back then. <laughs> um, but yeah, this it's like it's so strange because on the surface this is a very accessible record very but yeah. then you get into it more and it's like what the fuck were they cooking yeah yeah no it's crazy um there's that's the part that i really you know don't understand because you know as two people that i would say make like genre music Mm-hmm. And, like, our bands do some different things that other bands in our genre don't do. Yeah. But, like, I have a point of reference for, like, just about everything. Mm-hmm. And the only point of reference that I think I could point to with this is, like, fucking, uh, oh, god damn it. 
Who's the guy? Who's the guy? Which guy? Ennio Morricone. That's uh, like the only oh. person I can I can like throw to when I'm when I'm listening to this record. Yeah. And even then, like not again, not really like it, it truthfully is like a what were they cooking scenario. And yeah. I tr- I don't really know if they know. Um, They're not a band anymore. They did put out an EP in 2017. Mm-hmm. Um, They did a full album live playthrough of this in 2018. Mm-hmm. Along with their first record, Lucy Gray, um, with uh, they had Billy Reimer from the Dillinger Escape Plan on drums. Oh, nice for those shows. Um, and those were big shows. Like people, people like flew out for them and and stuff like that. It, I don't know if they're a band that could like do a full U.S. and headline again. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I think there is some retroactive appreciation for this record. I just it it. It's not quite there yet. It's one of these forgotten class, uh, not even forgotten classics. It's like, it's a forgotten record. And I would mm-hmm. very much like people to not forget it. Cause I think it's so fucking cool. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it's, it's tough to like point to anything else with this, with this thing. Yeah. And, um, they did put out a single in 2021. They did put out a single in 2021. Yeah. And I guess they were just like, well, <laughs> yeah, dipping out. That's it. Which which those songs are really cool. Um mm. they're those the the single is is three songs. It's a it's an EP, mm-hmm. really. Um I and I think those three songs are uh really good and they are closer to this ilk. Um the EP that they did in 2017 is so weird. Mm. Uh weirder than this. Um which is saying something, but it is again in this ilk. Um, I, I just think that they might have this mind of their own that is really committed to writing great pop hooks and like, like pop structured songs. Mm-hmm. But the way that they approach it is just so different from anyone else's. Mm-hmm. Um, any, any standout lyrics to you? Uh, standout lyrics. Um, this whole record is, is like there's a lot of good stuff on here. Um, it's like it's it's very um, it's it's the type of shit you would uh, you would see a fucking cowboy protagonist write down in his his soulful little poetry book. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> um. Oh yeah. Uh, I think that boy's got a sweet tooth, so I'll put sugar in his gas tank. That lyric is amazing. Is so that, crazy. That lyric is so cool. Uh, that lyric is amazing. It makes me so happy. Yeah. And the way he sings it is like, yeah, this guy. This, that boy does have a sweet tooth. That boy tooth. does have a sweet tooth. <laughs> <laughs> and he is going to put sugar in the gas tank. Um, there's one in the second verse of Head First in the River that is, uh, hang on. Uh, that that like entire second verse is crazy. Hang on, let me let me get to it. Um. Oh. Uh. And we just talked about this about uh how Tom doesn't like this lyric, but uh, what you believe they want to know about me? I wear my lungs upon my sleeves, and that one there might as well be filling his shot glass with gasoline. 
which is like such a cowboy thing. <laughs> it's <laughs> awesome. Uh, they made me live in a factory where they made my friends and we worked for free, but that's all right because my soul I keep and these bones are mere accidents. Mm-hmm. I fucking so love crazy. that lyric. I think that lyric is so fucking cool. <laughs> the whole chorus to Head First in the River is awesome. Oh, yeah. Um, There's also so much, like, I, I think what we need to talk about Ryan Hunter as a frontman, the singer of this band, Ryan Hunter, um, he's got so much swag. Mm-hmm. Like he, like he's, his swag is untouchable. Swag limits are off the fucking charts. Um, when he says, uh, the keep it, keep it, keep it together mm-hmm. on, uh, the second song, which, uh, for some reason that, shit escapes me devil's tongue devil's tongue thank you um when he does that shit on on the devil's tongue i'm like yeah Yeah. (laughs) i I will keep it you know what i was considering it i was considering keeping it together um uh if you had to pick a weak track uh where are you at with that made of stone Really? Yeah. I just mostly... You know I hate an acoustic closer, but an acoustic song right before the closer. Yeah, you just kind of, like, acoustic songs, you generally just have to fucking knock them out of the park. Yeah, Um, no. I don't think this does. uh, Like, I think the lyric at the very top of the song, I don't believe in much of anything. I threw that away when I found out Jesus never learned to sing. Yeah. Uh, Hot bars again. (laughs) Yeah. I this guy's crazy. I like something about his delivery on that one. I just thought it was like kind of corny. <laughs> uh, I then, won't like, disagree with you on that. Yeah, yeah, and that's off the the very start of the song. Um, and it's not like the whole song is like bad lyrically. It's just like it sets a bad mood, and then I don't really think it super recovers from that for the rest of the song. Yeah, no, I I could definitely see that. Um. I feel like numb could go a lot harder. Yeah. Um, but it does get in my head all the time. And it is like one of the most, um, like, uh, I hate to use this word, produced songs on the record. Like, mm-hmm. there's a lot going on instrumentally on numb. And uh, I like that definitely adds to it for me is like, it's the first time on the record where you're getting this like big swath of like, noises Mm -hmm. uh which is cool but the chorus is uh the chorus is like the worst part of that song for me yeah um whereas like all the other choruses before this like even when i thought i didn't like them like the death march on two chorus like originally when i first listened to this record i was like Oh, okay, that's fine. And now I love it. Now mm-hmm. I'm like, that that chorus is fucking amazing. Yeah. Um, this record kind of takes a minute to like really impact you. Because uh-huh. yeah. like I didn't really start to like really like it until like I do on my first listen. And yeah. then when I went back, I was like, oh, this actually owns. Yeah, yeah, no. I, I mean, I had the same reaction. was like, I got to, I think, laugh ourselves to death. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this song doesn't have a chorus, but it's still very catchy. Mm-hmm. And I was like, eh, okay. And then, like, just like a couple, you know, hours later, I was like, yeah. <laughs> that song is catchy like, as fuck. 
damn, I, I got to listen to that shit like right now. They immediately. got me. <laughs> yeah. Well, the first song I should I should uh, shout her out because she's an important part of me finding this record. Uh, the first song I heard was Like I Do. Mm. The first song I heard from this was Like I Do. Um, it's the most popular song on this record. Yeah. Uh, listener of the show, Krista uh, Figuera, um, sent me this song. And I was like, holy fucking shit. Shout out Krista. Um, the fact that, like, that song begins with that uh, Rhodes keyboard, just, like, mm-hmm. setting the tone for everything. And then that incredibly singable guitar line. Mm-hmm. That... <laughs> I'm like, fuck, man. Um, and when you think about how it's also the vocalist playing drums... And how he has, like, such a good feel for that pocket that that song is in. It's just like, fuck, man. It's so crazy. Like, how the fuck are you just going to write something like that? And fucker. Just going around writing shit. You be writing shit you like that? You be writing shit, dog. And the, that chorus on, like, I do fucking up in the stratosphere, dude. Sure. It is soaring, So, dude. so good. So, so good. And I love that. Um, I, I think I've mentioned this on the show before. But, like, I love uh, extended instrumental outros. Yeah. Um, and this isn't really one, but, uh, and, I mean, Tom just talked about this on the Chicago is two, is So Two Years Ago episode. Um, it is two choruses, long motherfucking outro. <laughs> just, like, of them just, like, letting you sit in the groove. And it's, like, it's such a big dick move to just be, like, just be like, no, the chorus is so good that you, we know you're going to rewind it. And also, apart from that, we know that this chord change is so good mm-hmm. and sitting in this song is so good that that's the rest of the song. Yep. And I never skip it. I never skip it. I never. Uh, in fact, I usually rewind like I do because I just want to hear it again. Mm-hmm. It's, it's so, so good. Same with Clean of You. Um, yeah. Yeah. It can't be understated how fucking good Clean of You is. Uh, the interlude sucks. I hate yeah. the interlude. Nah. I'm not not really a fan of, of the... It's it's like... that. That's like the biggest knock against this album for me is that the interlude comes out of nowhere and doesn't make any sense. And it's right and before the best song. <laughs> right before the best song on the record. Yeah. It's just a bunch of like answering machine stuff and it feels pretty pointless. Uh, yeah, and I'm sure it's like one of their buddies. So like, you know... I don't want to. I don't want to insult their friend, but uh, yeah, yeah, it doesn't fit. It, yeah, because like the the world of this album is very like Western, mm-hmm. Southern country that type of shit. And do then, you also get like a country club vibe from this? Do you do you feel like do you feel like uh, this made it? This record feels like it's made in the shadow of like wealth. Um, s- sort of, yeah. It, there's. It, well, I only bring it up because there's that lyric of. Uh, on a Puritan Dirt song uh, about him, like, fucking the president's wife, <laughs> which is awesome. Right. <laughs> so cool. <laughs> yeah, it does kind of... There are a lot of songs on this that sound like it could be the the theme song for, like, a rich bad guy in a Western. Yeah, exactly. So, like, yeah, ev- I, I kind of get that uh, impression from from this record, but... Not a knock against it at all. No, no, not at all. Um, what was I saying? Uh, the world this album lives in. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. 
the world this album lives in feels like an answering machine or a phone are impossibilities. Like they, <laughs> it feels sure. like they haven't been invented sure. yet. Eh, that's that's interesting. It would be the same thing as if, like, I mean, this was also partially because they weren't invented around this time. But if, like, fucking, there was a Credence Clearwater revival song that mentioned Facebook. <laughs> like, even if even if they were making music today, oh, like that Lordy. would feel so out of place. <laughs> They're pro- I think they are. I think CCR is together. No, <laughs> they oh, I'm are... thinking of Blue, Blue Oyster Cult. My yeah, bad. Yeah. CCR is suing the shit out of each other perpetually. Really? Oh, is that yeah. what's going on? They hate each other. That sucks, man. Yeah, I mean, listen. Are they like, fortunate, son? They are fortunate, son. Oh, cool. Which, like, I, I mean, mean, I know stuff about music. Listen, like, the whole shit with CCR is that um, the frontman John Fogarty is responsible for basically everything you like about that band. Sure. Not like the other members are completely useless. They definitely play their parts well, but he was the main songwriter. Yeah. For all of their good stuff and they broke up because the other three members were like well we want to write songs too now and it was like a really ugly disagreement um where both sides now are like doing the most that they can to make the other side look as bad as possible but it doesn't help that that album that resulted from it (laughs) yeah like not even john really brings it on that one it's like because they, yeah. they have a very short discography, don't they? It's like four or five. Um, they had a short tenure as a band. I think they put out like six records. Um, That's back when records were short. Not even. They, really? Like, they just, they fucking pumped out albums. That's crazy. At basically every six months. And the longest that Regular they ever... Regular old prince over here, Mr. John Fogarty. Honestly. Like, and th- those... I knew John Fogarty's name. I did not know that he was the singer for Creedence Clearwater. That's Revival. him. And like those albums are fantastic. Um, yeah, they put out uh, seven records in total, um, with Mardi Gras being the longest they ever took between a record. They took two years to put that one out, and the rest of them usually all within six months of each other. So fucking their original self-titled... Bayou Country, Green River, Willie and the Poor Boys, Cosmos Factory, and Pendulum all came out like bam, 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 Whoa. one after the other. That's crazy. And all of those albums are fucking incredible. Well, I think the new Fortunate Son should be clean of you. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, like, I, I, I feel like we would be remiss to say, like, I think if this album came out in the 90s, <laughs> they would be like an enormous band. <laughs> Probably. Yeah, I think I think we should bring that up. And also, I feel like if it came out today, it would have been like a much much bigger record. Yeah, just feels like wrong time mm-hmm. for for this album, especially came out in, in 2010. Uh, yeah, which when you think about like where this genre of music was at the time, um, and Tom's mic is recording, so maybe he could even jump in on this. I muted it. <laughs> I, I muted Tom's mic, so yeah. no room tone. Um, good call. Very yeah. smart. Um, big brain. Yeah. Uh, I feel like where this type of music was at the time was just so not this, mm-hmm. which is a shame. Um, you know, like I feel like this is around the time when Dance Gavin Dance started to get like very, very popular. I wouldn't know. I mean. Neither would I. I don't really like that band. But uh, 
this is around that time where like that style of post hardcore where it was like very technical guitar work um like some like screamo elements uh having two vocalists mm-hmm. uh like this just wasn't the time for a record like this to come out and yeah. like that's not their fault at all but um it's just crazy to me that this has been buried you know yeah. what i mean um because it's... i feel like i know a lot of people that would really enjoy this yeah like if you're listening to to this episode like fucking check this record out like it is yeah it, well worth your time and uh it, it might take you a couple listens to really like latch on yeah, to it but once yeah. you do it's it's so fucking good i'm so glad you liked it you yeah. want to you want to rate it and since it's 10 45 p.m eastern time <laughs> um eastern time as if well we will be in different time zones we will next be week. yeah do, do you want to talk about that a little bit sure um yeah that's so crazy yeah I know. <laughs> that you're going to europe Oh, I just meant uh, touring in general. But, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, dude. I mean, like, if I could just get very real here for a second with all the all the listeners out there, um, pretty fucking nervous. Uh, I, think <laughs> I fucking most, would be too. I think this is the most nervous I have ever been to go on tour. Uh, that includes like first tour ever, uh, longest tour ever. It does not matter. Like, mm-hmm. I am so nervous that I am going to just play like shit in Europe. (laughs) (laughs) I mean that, yeah, like that's, I feel like that's just, you know, anyone, anyone's first international tour. They're like, fuck, I'm in a completely different like area. And we've never even played Canada. So like, it's our first time playing out of the country ever. Mm -hmm. Like next, next Thursday. You guys fucking, I, one of those days. One of those fucking days. I don't know. You guys fucking <laughs> sold out. Uh, was it your first show or second show? Uh, or both? It's it's now our second show. The first show. If you're listening to this, well, this will be out by then. Well, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> this will have come out by then. Yeah, it will be. Um, hang on. Let me let me uh, fucking look at our damn uh, tour poster. The damn ass tour poster. The damn ass tour poster. Yeah, this will be the. Uh, this will be the last episode that comes out. Yeah, it um, will be. If we alternate like we're like we're planning on doing it. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, our first show is the twenty eighth, so Thursday. Thursday next Thursday. Mm. Exactly a week from now is my first show ever in another country. That's so crazy. Bonkers. I'm yeah. really happy for you guys, honestly. I'm stoked, man. We got everything paid off today. Hell yeah. Like everything is paid for. And now everything from here is just money that we get to keep. We don't owe anybody money. Hell yeah. Which is nice. Um, so I'm I'm excited for that. I'm excited to uh excited to place for some Euros. Mm-hmm. Um like European people, not not for you know, <laughs> for dollars. <laughs> yeah. I have a couple um international friends on discord who are probably going to come out to some of the shows oh word where are they coming to um i think one of them uh one of them's in uh london cool um one of them is a holy font show or coming to not sure okay Uh, word i I can i can ask (laughs) i don't (laughs) i mean please ask i'm in a like this community um fucking shout out uh shout out bub world bub Uh, world bub world bub world um it's like 
They're all going Bub World mentioned, right? Bub, <laughs> Bub World mentioned. Uh, most of them, including myself, are like uh, socially awkward autistic people. Sure. So yeah. I don't know the likelihood of any of them coming up to you and being like, hey, I know Dawson. <laughs> I mean, they probably would do it exactly like that. Which so. would be so fucking <laughs> funny. Um, yeah. But... Yeah, I mean, uh, a couple of them might come out to some of the shows. I know one of them's in Germany. I think a couple of them are in Germany and, and potentially interested. Cool. Um, yeah, we have one show in Germany that's selling well. Mm-hmm. The other three are not, but hey, what can they'll you be do? fine. Yeah, we'll be <laughs> um, yeah there's, there's a bunch of shows that I'm really excited about. And it, like, yeah, just nerves. Just uh, really scary shit, you know? Just, yeah. Um, a uh, lot of lot of woe going on. So yeah, but. I think the biggest woe part in in my eyes is that you haven't even started playing this tour as of this recording, and you've already booked your next Europe tour. Oh yeah, that shit's announced. Yeah, which is so I mean, crazy. Like, we're like, yeah, we're we're gonna book flights for that the second we get home from this one. So <laughs> it's very funny. Golly. Yeah. All right, everybody. Uh, Dawson, roll out that carpet. I'll pull out my wheel. All right. Um, thank you so much for listening to this episode of Made You Listen. Uh, follow Carson's band at Calistyle Boys on Twitter, at the Calistyle Boys on Instagram. Follow my band at Bummer Hill Emo on Twitter, at Bummer Hill on Instagram. Follow the podcast at The Dreaded Wheel. And if you want to hear more of more episodes in this format uh the rest of them will be on patreon (laughs) so yes uh we'll get that set up shortly it'll probably be up by the time this episode goes goes live but uh yeah um and uh yeah you'll be able to put that into the rss feed of whatever podcast you listen to you do not have to have the patreon app mm -hmm. to listen to uh these episodes um and also uh, all of the main episodes are going to be posted on Patreon, so you will have everything in one little spot mm-hmm. for you. And, wow. uh, you know, with the notifications on the RSS feed. Mm-hmm. So, um, all right, I'm going to spin the wheel for what you have to listen to next time on Made You Listen. Can I spin it? Of course you can. Bonk. Oh, I fucked it. Bonk. There you it is. You fucked it? No, I, I just missed the button. Uh, I have to listen to Mutilator. Mutilator by Gatherers. Awesome. Hardly Knower and Hardly Knowers. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> All right. See you next time, everybody. Bye.